Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. Don't skip your liver. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create Your Life Series family. Happy, happy Sunday. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and it is actually very good to be back in the city. I've been gone for a while and uh, had the opportunity to speak in Langston, uh, Oklahoma at Langston University, and then also was in town for about 24 hours and then ended up at um, <laughs> ended up in Pennsylvania and Johnstown, Pennsylvania, speaking to a group of over 250 youth. So in the last month, I would say got the opportunity to speak to about 700 uh, different people and uh, have that type of impact. And, you know, it's always a pleasure to be a speaker. Uh, but one of the greatest feelings is when you actually have the opportunity to uh, reconnect with people that you've spoken to or they leave you comments on social media. And today I actually got a comment from a young lady who I spoke to in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And I usually don't share the impact or what's actually going on, the feedback that I get. But today, this message almost brought me to tears. So actually I did shed a tear. Uh, I want to share it, you know, and uh, I'll read it verbatim. And the young lady, her name is Tiana. She was actually one of the student leaders at the conference. And this was a foster care conference. So my foster care brothers and sisters definitely, um, you know, they touched my heart in a different type of way because I understand their struggle 100%. And I know what it is to, to be in that position, but I also know what it is to create the life that you want outside of it. And so her quote was, you know, I just want to start off by saying thank you for coming out to speak to me and inspire me. You also inspire my peers at the banquet. The things you said to me were things I had to hear. You're such an amazing, humble person, and it's honestly motivational. You're a living proof that there's a way more out in the world to live for and strive for. And you didn't let the labels the world gave you hold you back from achieving greatness. The things you told me, I will remember for a lifetime. I am the brand I say I am, and I have two ears, two feet, and belief. I will not fall silent and be a victim of myself or the world. I will continue to push towards greatness and success. We hit it off immediately, T.I. and Kev, with our own handshake. You're honestly my hero, Kevin. You're my role model. Pound sign, place of purpose. And that's just, man, that, I'm almost speechless right here because, you know, these are these are slogans and that I made up, you know, through my life experiences, the I am the brand I say I am means that you're in control of your destiny. And two ears, two feet, and belief are is my newest slogan that I've been giving to my audiences. And it really stands for uh, the fact that if you have two ears, then you can listen and you can learn life shortcuts and how to do things. And then 
the two feet is for action so that you can take action and really move towards what it is that you've heard and that you've listened to. And the belief is the last component of that formula, but it's also the most important because if you believe that you can do it, then of course it's possible. And it was just, it's been, that's my second speech that I've given with that theme and the youth have really, really, really uh, taken to it. And they've actually been posting it on social media weeks later. So definitely a humbling experience. But, you know, sometimes people leave things on social media. And last fall, I had the opportunity to be at the Independent Living Conference in Florida. And a young man came up to me and he said, Mr. Brown, because of your presentation that you gave me in Wisconsin, I've actually had my own apartment for a year. And I've been in college for the last year. I'm about to get my associates, but I'm on my path to, uh, to my bachelor's. And before that, he had no idea that he wasn't on that path. So it's just definitely humbling. And as a speaker, you know, I feel like my main mission is to make sure that my audiences, they walk away with the tangible how, you know, to create their lives. Because our whys may be different and why I may be doing something might not necessarily matter. But if they can learn the steps of my how or how others who I interview and research, you know, how they've done things, then they can actually open up, you know, the pathways to their infinite possibilities. And so, of course, the name of my most popular keynote is the Create Your Life series. And this actually came out as an idea uh, on my way to Japan uh, to speak at the International Foster Care uh, Youth Conference. And with that, um, our guest here today, we have a very, very amazing guest. I didn't even know how amazing she was until I really, really dug deeper into the research. And uh, she's actually, you know, has spent some time in Japan and received inspiration from there as well. So... Create Your Life Series family, I want to welcome Miss Evita Robinson to you. Evita, please say hello to the Create Your Life Series family. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I got to say, props to your opening. That's thank really you. dope. I felt like I was in like the Olympics, like <laughs> <laughs> all the different renditions of it. I think that's really powerful. And it speaks um, without saying anything, you know, without saying much. It speaks really to what your mission is. So that's really dope. Oh, thank you. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate it. So, Evita, I mean, we got to jump right in. Okay. You are the founder and CEO of No Madness Travel Tribe. Yes. Tell us what No Madness is. I'm actually a member in the group, too, on the low. So on the low, us. you're a lurker. How come you didn't tell me that before? <laughs> I actually had to go back and double check because I went on a website <laughs> and I saw the, the application process. And I was like, dang, I thought I, didn't I have was to in go there. through this, right? Yeah, yeah no, like, we changed. Know. We had to go through um, a bit of a vetting system, really just to keep like, you know, the authenticity and the integrity of the folks and the type of folks that we want in a group. You know okay. what I'm saying? We can't have people coming in there a while and, you know, just because they heard it was dope and they want to get in, you right, know, it's right. going to be the right type of folks. So absolutely. That's why we have the vetting system. But yeah, so um, Nomadness Travel Tribe. Uh, we're about a month away, a little over um, a month away of our five-year anniversary, which is crazy. My baby is officially a toddler with with legs and limbs. <laughs> and walking, not crawling. Right, right. Talking back and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, five years ago, I started it. It started with 100 people. We're now over 13,000. Wow. And it is an international urban travel group and really a community of like-minded travelers that tend to have the same you know, background, ethnic background, um, travel stylistic, you know, urban lifestyle. And they live all over the world. I tell people all the time, like, there's no place I could go to right now and travel and not know somebody that's there, which is just an amazing thing to be able to say from an idea that you bred. So it's really cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, 
And I feel like there's some parts that you're not, that you didn't necessarily I mean, touch on that I feel a, are important. there's a million tentacles. I just right. don't want to kill your interview up front. So yeah, because like, <laughs> it's 80% female. You yes, know what yes, I mean? 85% yes. African-American. Yes. You guys are having hundreds of meetups all over the world yeah, now. Yeah, we're literally, it's funny, I had a moment. I just got back from um, from a keynote that I did in Tennessee, okay. like literally yesterday. Nice. And um, I came back and I was telling people like, wow, I remember the first high council meeting. High council is the term that we call my business team. Right. Right. Where it was like, yeah, we have like, you know, a meetup a month now. It's going to be once we're like, they're doing meetups once a week. And and I it's like now literally we'll have a number of meetups on the same night in different cities all around the world. Wow. It's just like we really macro manage like that part of the, you know, the program with No Madness. And I think that that's one of the reasons why it's been able to grow because... New York, Tokyo, you know, Tribe New York, Tribe Tokyo, Tribe Houston, Tribe Atlanta, they all look a little bit different. And mm. there's a sense of loyalty and ownership that the membership has in these places. And so they create it, although they're a part of a bigger web and a bigger network, they they really make it something that's their own, yeah. which is dope. Yeah, I like that. And 50,000 passport stamps collectively? Over that. Over, over that, yeah. Absolutely over wow. that. That's like a low ball figure because you have to have at least one passport stamp to get in. That's the one prerequisite Ooh. that Nomadness has. And we're talking about people. I mean, we have members, you know, I'm thinking of Davida and Mike Spells off the top of my head, like people that are approaching or in the Centennial Club. You know, like they've... Wow. they've they either have already been to 100 countries or more. So we're like, yeah, it's the place to be. <laughs> wow. How many, how many passport? How many stamps do you have personally? I haven't. I'm on my second passport, so I haven't um, checked. The last time I checked, my stamp count was somewhere, I want to say, around like 43. Mm. But I, I mean, literally, like as soon as I got it, I had to get it rushed because I was like out to the Middle East. I got it last year and it's already, you know plentiful. So you have to put keep putting those new pages in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that's crazy. I'm I'm light. I think I'm I may have maybe 13, 14. It's 18. all right. You still you still qualify. Yeah, I qualify, <laughs> right? I just need one stamp. You're the first person that we have on who's actually talking to us about traveling. So when you started your tribe and you got your tribe together, mm -hmm. um like what were your inspiration? Like what did you read or how did it how did it come about? The idea um, of uh no madness. So I'm a three-time expat, right? So what that means is I've lived outside of the country three different times. Uh, the first time was a couple weeks after I graduated college. Mm -hmm. I went to Iona College in New Rochelle, New York, nice. Westchester. So You're not native, far right? from here. I am. I grew up in Poughkeepsie. Okay. But I literally just moved. I've lived in the Bronx for the last 10 years, and I just moved to Newark, New Jersey like two weeks ago. Okay. So yeah, this was the first time that I trekked back to Harlem from the other side of the water now. So I'm like, oh. all right, it's interesting. Well, Normally I'm coming you. from up here. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Um, so yeah, after graduation, I moved to Paris with, um, I was doing a, a film workshop with the mm -hmm. New York Film Academy, a certification program for them for half a summer. And that was really where everything started. But um, after that, you know, life and everything started to play. And, you know, I ended up living in Niigata, Japan and Chiang Mai, Thailand, uh, very close to one another. They almost connected in time frame. I was only back in the States, maybe like a couple months before I went back out for Thailand. And um, during that time, I was just, I was going through um, a lot. I was shooting for a travel web series out there, um, one that I had gotten cast on and I got dengue fever. I got what chewed up on by a mosquito. Mm -hmm. And um, it's in the malaria family. It's uh, it's not malaria, but, you know, there's very like specific and subtle 
um, you know, differentiators between malaria and dengue, but it's definitely transferred by mosquitoes. So I was kind of in and out of the hospital. I was supposed to be in Chiang Mai for three months, but I ended up breaking out a month earlier. Okay. So, yeah, um, I was out there doing that. And really, it was after Thailand really kind of capping me living in Asia for about a year and a half, almost um, consecutively, that I came back to the Bronx and it was like I was going through stuff I'd never been through before. Right. You know, it was like reverse culture shock, Absolutely. which is bananas, you know, you know, for anybody that's listening that doesn't get that. It's like, imagine when you drop yourself into a foreign country and everything is different and bizarre and confusing. Imagine feeling that when you come home because you've been abroad for so long. For so long. Like, that's real. And, um, you know, between that and just the travel withdrawal that I was going through, um, I had actually lost one of my close friends and ex-boyfriend, like right before I moved to Thailand. So I was still grieving, you know, the death of Rudy. There was just a lot Sorry of things going on at the same time. And so for me, I, um, you know, I needed a place. I needed a community. I needed people to talk to. And I wasn't finding the type of community that I wanted. Uh, where I was. And so really, that was when I created and kind of congregated the first hundred people that ended up creating Nomadness Travel Tribe and, you know, creating really what is now a travel family. Okay. Well, so what about your actual family? Like, have were they uh, participatory in your process of creating it? Nah, I'm definitely, um, I'm a black sheep of the family in this regard. I'm not following anybody else's path, you know, which was one of the reasons why I really think tribe was so imminent for me. Like I had to create it because I didn't have that period. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, it was really important that I found that support system because I knew how I was, you know, when I didn't have support. But my family, for the most part, they live vicariously through me. They're super supportive. Um, of everything. I think the whole dengue fever living in Chiang Mai, that shook them up a lot. And that was the first time that I was also facing conversations with my parents where they were like, instead of go live your life, this is your dream. It was like, how about you come home and like chill and get a job and money and, mm. you know, be able to pay for everything. Yeah, and I've so, heard that before a lot. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I mean, it's par for the course, you know, especially when you're doing something entrepreneurial, something different, Absolutely. you know, that they can't, re- they just couldn't relate to it, period, you know, mm-hmm. at all. And so for me, it was just like really important for me to be able to find the people that could. And even today, I- it's funny because um, <laughs> my mother came down shortly after I moved into the Uno apartment and we were talking about nomadness and she still, I just think she still doesn't get it. I don't think my family really understands what I do, <laughs> right. which is fine. Definitely fine. It keeps them like... At bay. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, she's she's definitely, you know, they're v- very proud of it. And they see the impact that it's had. And, you know, you end up in the New York Times and, you know, Essence and Ebony and Entrepreneur. And of course, your parents are going to, you know, people are going to perk up, Absolutely. even if they don't get it. Uh, but it was dope. But I think she, particularly my mother, they feel a lot safer now with me on the road because I'm with people. Like right. I was very much... Lone Ranger, like, you know, backpack me by myself, 20-something-year-old black chick, like, just killing it in really obscure places, right? Right. And as much as they loved it and they got it and they understood my need for it, I know that they were scared. Mm -hmm. So now having this community is um it, it's a blessing for them too you know everybody in the tribe is they're all adults like legitimately adults and i've even had their parents come up to me at meetups and just be like thank you because mm. 
I don't travel like this. And, you know, they are out there gallivanting by themselves. And if something was to happen, I wouldn't know the first thing to do. So thank you for creating a community because I feel more comfortable now with my child, you know, going out. And those are kind of like the cool side effects that, you know, I wasn't really prepared for or thinking about when I started it. How often are the meetups? Like, is there a particular day every month? No. Or they're, like I said, we macro, we, um, we macro manage them. So they're whenever the regionally they want to do it. At this point, we're approaching 50 um, Nomadness Tribe ambassadors, right. which was something that we wanted to implement to have them be a liaison between my team and the regions where they were. You know, mm-hmm. people that were really, you know, they were popular, they were engaged, they were doing meetups on their own. They were really helping to build our mission out where they lived. And mm-hmm. so with the help of the ambassadors, as well as just our active membership, these people, all they need is a reason. <laughs> all they need is a reason to get together. It doesn't matter what it is. And they'll create a meetup and it'll be bumping. Like actually last night, there was a um, a Bay Area meetup that they had in barbecue. It's my home team okay. out here? No, it was no, in, in the, the Bay. Bay. Oh. It was in the Bay and it was run by, we have um, a mother-daughter duo that are two of our ambassadors, Veronica and Maya Shepard. And what was crazy was Maya's boyfriend proposed to her at our meetup last night. Oh, wow. I was like flipping. I had yes. no idea. I don't even know if Veronica knew because she didn't tell me, but they had been prepping this particular event for months. Veronica had been hitting me up for like tribe membership cards and everything. And I like last night before I went to sleep, I freaked out. And at first I thought it was a joke. And I looked at it and I was like, yo, this is us though. Like this is how we get down. This is the family vibe that Nomadness brings. Like this is what we rep. It's it's definitely bigger than travel. Man, this is, wow. That is, you impacting lives, marriages. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> These impact my own marriage. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it, it's coming. Right, you right. Know, it's coming. I believe so, that. Yeah, for that's sure. A, nah, I own it. And, and, and uh, that. wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it's cool. That's amazing. So where where's your favorite place been that you've traveled so far? This is the hardest question, and I get it all the time. Yeah. It's difficult because, you know, every place has its own DNA, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's specific stories wrapped behind places. You know, I could sit here and tell you, about how much I love Japan because it's like my second home and I lived there the longest. But then I can also get into like, you know, the personal stories that really bred us um, starting the Nomadness Project web series again, you know, from Samoa. And actually, you know, where we stayed was where the 2009 tsunami hit. And, you know, to talk to these people who lost their children, you know, and had everything that they own eradicated and had to bring that back, like, that's really heavy stuff and it impacts you a lot. You Mm -hmm. know, our first trip to South Africa you know, getting off of a plane in Africa for the first time and hearing people tell you, welcome home, you know? Wow. And the connection that we now have to like Johannesburg and, you know, Mabonang and the Mabonang. the homies there. So it's just kind of like, there's all these different places. And, you know, India, I've gone back every year for the last five years for Holy. Wow. Yeah, India is a place that I have been, ever, it's probably the most consistent. South Africa is starting to get there, but India is the most consistent that I've gone to almost yearly. South Africa is, like, <laughs> when I, I went to South Africa, like, for Christmas and New Year's of 2014 and the 15th. Okay. We had just left. Oh, wow. I think we had just left on our trip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Because we went, that was our first trip we did. October, it was October bleeding into November. Mm, okay, so yeah. I got I to gotta get up with the tribe a bit more. I'm, <laughs> I'm letting you know right now, I'm going to get up with you guys more. But um, Mabonin, that art mm, district is yeah. like everything. And it seems like we know some people in common. Yeah. Also. I'm uh, getting an apartment there. I actually have the like tenant agreement in my inbox right now. I've already spoken oh. to Propertuity. And yeah, oh. I'm not playing. I'm getting, that's going to be a second home for sure. One of many. But um, yeah. yeah, like I loved it so much. 
and the way that they're building and the connections. Like it's one of the countries where I, I trust, like mm-hmm. truly trust and respect the connections that I have there. And so Absolutely. it's going to be another one of my homes. Yeah. Me and my friend, it's funny when I was there, me and my friend, Mike, he's actually from Austria. Okay. We were talking about getting an apartment there. So man, you, you trailblazing. Go talk to Poppertuity. You just got to get there on what, like a, um, one of their Sundays. Mm-hmm. Sunday is a model name where you can okay. go there and they have everybody out. Property is always like they I've never seen a community build so fast in mm-hmm. my life. Like mm-hmm. every time I go, I've been there once every six months since we first went. And it's not that it was planned. It's just I always end up like the universe is just gravitating me towards Johannesburg. And I loved Cape Town. The first trip that we did was Joburg and Cape Town and Cape Town aesthetically blew me away. Like, yeah. it's one of the most gorgeous places I had ever been. And I could totally, I'll probably end up with some property there, too. Did you climb Table Mountain? Yes. I didn't climb. No, no, no. All right. Let's be specific. <laughs> I did not climb Table, table Mountain. Car? I took the cable car up oh. to the top of Table Mountain. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to have to connect and we're going we're gonna to climb Table Mountain. No, nah, no, we're not. I have a thing with heights. Oh, it's so easy. And everybody thinks I'm so, like, all the stuff I've done and I've bungee jumped. I have a thing with heights for an jump? extended period of time. Yeah, yeah. I just... You're brave. If I'm getting off of it fast, I'm cool. But if I have to, like, if there's, you know, time and, you know, just chilling, like, these people that take these selfies and their, like, legs are sitting off the cliff, like, I can't. I'm not about that life. Uh, I can't do it. Yeah, man. You, I see, I won't bungee jump. I'm not skydiving. But you're going to climb Table Mountain. Yes. It, it wasn't that bad. So the only thing about Table Mountain that's really funny is as long as you beat the clouds right. that come, then you can actually still see. That yeah, sounds see, crazy. Now, I just said that out loud. That sounds really, really crazy. Oh, man. So, and then shout out to Curiosity Backpackers. Yeah. So uh, how do you know these guys? Beck, Dudu, Tipo. Uh, how do I know them? Because I, I went there and my friend Rikissa, who's actually in No Madness as well. Okay. Uh, she went to college with me. She, I was like, yo, where should I stay when I go to South Africa? So you stayed at Curiosity. And I stayed at Curiosity. And those just are the homies, yo. Really Becky, yo, those are like my brothers, like seriously. And they're helping us out. We just announced um, to the tribe, because after this year, we're actually not doing any more international trips. We're pivoting in 2017 to doing international pop-up events, which is going to be really, really dope. And it allows us, you know, instead of me only being able to bring maybe 15 to 30 of my members to a country because of lodging, now we can have a dope event and hundreds of us can fly in like what we do for our anniversary party in New York every year. So we're doing that in Johannesburg and I'm actually like literally was emailing with Becky this morning. So it's like oh our first two two events are going to be in um in Johannesburg in February and back in India in March. But yo, Curiosity Backpackers, like those are the homies, all of them, like and they're young. Becky's I'm talking brother, 21, like, 22 years old. Yo, Becky, he just, just opened up. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you in off. Durban. Yeah, yeah, Curiosity Durban. I'm going back in November. I got a flight glitch, yes. so I'm going back in November, and I'm gonna be there. I didn't realize that I was gonna be there the same time as Essence Fest. And right now, Becky's like they're expediting the whole build process to see if they can get up and running for Essence because before. They weren't going to open until, I believe, October. Mm. So um, now they're trying to get it over. So he's been doing a lot of running around between Joburg and, you know, a lot of time in Durban getting yeah, Curiosity absolutely. open. But anybody that's down for the hostel life, even if you're not down for the hostel life, but you want the community, they have private rooms. Anytime absolutely. I say a Curiosity, I say in a private room. Like, it's just dope. The way that they've just regenerated you know, elements, you know, it's very industrial-ish, you know, modern, rustic, 
But, you know, these guys, they've created more than a hostel. They've created a, a real life community in Mabonang. And like you said, like 20, you know, Becky started this when he was like 22, like crazy. Mm. And he owns the joint. Owns it. Owns it. Like, it's not like, and, and what was dope is like to build it out. He brought in everybody from the community. His younger brother is like a bartender there now. And, you know, it's all family there. And when I show up, it's just like, whatever. It's funny because Becky tells me all the time. He's like, we can always pinpoint when somebody's from tribe in in Mabonang. Like yeah. we come and they'll just be like, yo, and then they'll see the nomadness sticker on the window and they like freak out, you know, because they know that that's home. You know, they know that they'll be taken care of. So I got, I got nothing but love for them. Nothing but love. Okay, so you're on the road. How often are you on the road during the year? <laughs> it's 365 days in the year. Throw me a I number. Don't, I don't know. I can't do that off the fly. I mean, just to give you an idea, like I was in a different country once a month from October of last year until April of this year. Wow. And then I took a break and now I'm starting to get back on the road, you know, because it depends. Like, you know, it would be no madness trips. It would be now I get a lot more keynote speaking. You know, I'm finishing my book. I know when that comes out, I'm going to be on tour for that. That's probably going to be, you know, a monster, but dope. Um, so I've been on the, I've been on the road, you know, I was just in Tennessee for the ladies lipstick and luggage conference, um, two days ago, their opening keynote. And I will be going to Santorini in about 10 days for a personal trip. As we start to wind down the trips, it's like, I'm, I'm getting back into myself. I'm a big believer in self-care and, you know, being able to balance and rest and all those things. Cause I got to be able to be able to provide and, you know, work at optimum status yeah so it's cool how do you manage to stay fit and balance your work and life while you're on the road can you please give us some fit you are so sweet i ain't never leaving (laughs) 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 no um but like you know real story though um that it's tough you know especially because traveling you're dealing with so much stuff and you know even with the food thing like i'm pescatarian so i haven't eaten meat in like a decade and so, wow. yeah, so sometimes I have to go to places and really navigate around it. You know, I'll have mm-hmm. seafood and fish as my primary protein, but I have to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do in that regard. Um, also with the, uh, you know, working out is always that thing. When I'm on the road, I'm exhausted. I'm dealing with like jet lag and, you know, Absolutely. time differences and stuff like that. So I really, if my body feels like it needs to rest, I rest. I'm part of the uh, the Ariana Huffington Sleep Revolution crew. I don't really believe in the whole, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I just feel like you will die sooner by not giving your body what it needs, including rest. Absolutely. And so I'm all about taking self-care out. And, you know, whether it's writing in my journal or going to the spa and, you know, getting my nails done, whether it's taking a nap, you know, if um, my personal relationships are very important to me. And so, you know, when I'm in a relationship, you know, boyfriend, lover, whatever, those are really my times to come down, you know, like the boss hat, you know, the CEO hat comes off and I'm actually like kind of submissive, which is interesting. And, um, and I just be, you know, it's just, it's my safe space where I feel like I can really let everything go. And, and I need those balances in my life. Um, you know, in, in every facet that I can find them. So I make sure, even when I'm on the road, I'll dip from the crew, you know, and make sure that I have my own time and, you know, be able to write and do what I need to do as far as getting rest. 
Okay, so if you're on the road, let's say you're on a no manage trip, and let's mm-hmm. say there's 20 people. Right. You, you say you you might step away from the group. Like, do you have a certain uh, schedule that you keep with them where you're saying, okay, guys, I'm available from this time? Yeah. Or like, how do you how the do you balance that? The way that we actually maneuver it is um, we have what I create called a loose itinerary. Okay. And what I mean by loose itinerary, and we give them the definition on it, is that there's certain parts of the itinerary that are mandated. And really, it's just for the ebb and flow and for them to get to know one another on the trip. So like our welcome dinner the first night is mandated, you know? But Absolutely. there are other parts that aren't, and it's indicated on the itinerary. And they can actually opt out of those things if they want to. The cool thing about Nomadis is that the majority of us started off as like travelers who couldn't find this community. So we travel by ourselves, yes. you know, and part of the issue was like, you know, you go on a group trip with family, your boys, your girlfriend, somebody on cop of attitude. If you don't want to do something that's on the agenda for the day, they don't worry about that with us because they can literally curate it however they want, but they know where we're going to be for the course of the day. So somebody may link up and want to do something on their own. Somebody may want to sleep late. I sleep late. So nothing in my itinerary starts before like 10 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get on some of these group trips, it's like 7.30 a.m. And I'm like, I don't know. Just Absolutely no. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm a late bloomer. So they definitely get their rest in the morning. You know, they may be out late. They like That's to party. That's what I'm going to ask you. Do, do you yeah. Are you up late and then rising late? Or are you like, um, I need 12 hours of sleep? Well, I tell people, I'm like, my turn up is right here in the itinerary. You see that on Thursday? This is the club that we're going to. Like, <laughs> That's a scheduled turn Right. Up. Like my, my turn up is scheduled. They'll go out every night and mm-hmm. I've seen it, you know, yeah. and I make sure that they're hydrated, you know, especially if we're in places like they want to do that. I'm like, you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself because the mm-hmm. only times where we've had people get sick on trips was actually directly related to like dehydration, mm. you know, and so I make sure that they're hydrated and taking care of themselves. But I will, um, yeah, I opt out of, out of the parties that they do randomly all the time. Okay. You know, I may chill at the house and have a drink with them, but I'm not, I don't need to be. I'm not like that anyway. I have right. like my places that I go to. I turn up where I'm comfortable and kind of leave it at that. Absolutely. No, you got to stay within your zone. That being said, peer group. Mm-hmm. Has your peer group, as you've, uh, as the tribe has yeah. grown even before, because you built the tribe, because you were looking for a community right. of travelers and like-minded, um, how has your peer group evolved? Um, it's a bunch of travelers. It's a bunch of travelers. <laughs> it's a bunch of black travelers. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's definitely evolved. But this is the thing, like, okay, so we're all together under the guise of travel, right? Absolutely. But what's dope about the nomadness tribe demographic is that there's a lot of creatives, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, there's a lot of people that are trying to get out of the nine to five or or they've hustled within their job where instead mm-hmm. of asking for a raise, they may ask to work remotely two days a week. So every weekend they're in a different country and their boss is none the wiser. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, it's people that look at life completely different. And as I grow, not just as, you know, the creator of Nomadness, but also as Avita Turquoise Robinson, like myself, there's just a certain elk of person and compassion and support that they have for one another that I would desire in any relationship in my life. You know, so I've become friends with a lot of these people. You know, my best friends today, you know, the majority of them are people that I met in the tribe, which is, you know, crazy, you know. Um, But it's beautiful. I think it's why the tribe has, you know, relationships have started in the group. We've had two tribe babies born from the group. Yeah, where literally two people met because of nomadness and then they ended up getting pregnant. And, um, you know, businesses have been started from people, you know, within the group because I just think when you bring that, you know, the like-mindedness, but like that type of person together, Mm -hmm. 
only amazing things can really come from that, which is why we have the vetting system, because we really want, we take that seriously and we really want to cultivate that crop. Quality over quantity. Right. Exactly. That's always been my rule. Absolutely. Uh, the strength is uh, the strength of our organization is not in the number of members, but in the quality right. of them. So no, I'm I'm with you two thousand hundred percent on that. Um, so what are some of the essentials to traveling that you feel like everybody needs to have these things before you leave the country? Okay, um, oregano oil. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Oregano oil is like a small tincture bottle. You can get it at like a Whole Foods or just like a natural vitamins place. But it is, it's going to run you about 30 bucks for the little bottle, which mm-hmm. is going to come across expensive, but it's all right. What it is, is it's like a natural, not antibiotic, but it's like it kills, naturally kills parasites in your intestines. Mm. So if you feel like you've eaten something bad or you feel like you're about to wall out on some street food in some right. country. Chances, <laughs> taking real and, chances. And you know, making life decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to make sure that you're equipped. I tell everybody to get um, a small bottle of oregano oil and make sure that you have it. Um, you also need to sign up for the STEP program, which um, I forget exactly what the STEP stands for, but essentially you're signing up with the embassy okay. to let them know where you are going to be when. So, you know, unfortunately, we live in a world right now where things kind of pop off wherever, whenever. And so to make sure that you're accounted for, um, everybody needs to really apply for the STEP program. And after actually dealing with a tragedy that hit a number of my tribe members last January, Mm -hmm. I am a huge proponent of getting travel health insurance. And um, it's very cheap. Um, It's only a couple extra dollars added to your trip, but you can get it through like, you know, if you're a student, STA travel has it. I get mine from HTH Worldwide, but you can literally just Google travel health insurance and, you know, put your information in and make sure that your trips are covered for an extended period of time. Because what you don't want is to find yourself in a medical situation that your insurance back home, or if you don't have insurance, which is the case for many of us, um, you know, where you're stranded in that way. So, you know, 20 extra dollars to your trip is worth what it can come with. Absolutely. So... We want to go abroad. We got the essentials down. Where do we get the cheap tickets? Uh, You will get the cheap tickets at Mm -hmm. theflightdeal.com. The flight deal is good. Skyscanner is really cool. What I love about Skyscanner's functionality is that you can put your departing airport in. And when you put your destination in, you can actually type in everywhere. Mm -hmm. And what it will do is it will then tally up all the places around the world that you can go to from cheapest to most expensive. So if you're married on dates but not a place. Skyscanners everywhere function is really dope because, you know, most people know what their days off are. But um, if you're down, it's like the digital equivalent now of like spinning the globe and not looking at it and kind of (laughs) like seeing what you pick. (laughs) So depending on your budget, that's a really cool one. Um, Secretflying.com is another one too. Um, The flight deal and secret flying tend to have some overlap with them, but it's cool. Um, And if you have somebody that knows how to navigate it, it's just like the whole other level of things. You can get people that tap into the IATA matrix mm-hmm. and figure out how to piece. IATA matrix. Yeah. What is that exactly? It's it's a database that is really, sometimes it's um it's set up for people that have, um what am I trying to say? They're like uh, travel agents. So mm-hmm. they have certain, you know, codes and, you know, databases that they can get into for deals and certain things. And, um, but, but there's ways to tap into that. Just, okay. There's ways. Right. No, definitely you got to hey, find a way to make one. That's my model right there for life. You know, so you've given us some of the essentials and things like that and definitely told us about your journey. Mm-hmm. What is coming up for you and No Madness? You said you got a book about to come out, your keynote yeah. and everywhere. 
I'm definitely key. I love the talking thing. I've been like that, like commencement speaker, graduating class college, like old, like former performer at the Apollo, actually, ironically. Were you being performing at the Apollo? So I was known for spoken word in college. Like nice. I started my, um, my senior year in high school and I used to host as well as perform all over the place. And so that's wow. what I was actually known for in college. And um, so there's people that know me now because of No Madness and they don't realize that I've had like three other lives um, prior to prior to what No Madness has fostered. But as I've grown, um, my writing has actually grown into long form as well. So that's why I'm writing my memoir. And um, I'm actually waiting for some feedback on my agent now so that we can get that going. That's a dream that I've always had. Uh, as well as us, we have the No Madness Project uh, web series that is co-executive produced, excuse me, by myself and Issa Rae. Yes. And Issa's killing it right now with HBO and Insecure is premiering in October. I'm super proud of her and just like humbled to have Issa as like a creative counterpart. Absolutely, no. <laughs> you know, amazing. and a, she's a member of the tribe. She's a huge supporter of the tribe. And it's just like, she gets it, you know? like she, That she gets speaks it. to who you are. You know, yeah. Issa Rae is, you know, is very, very talented as well. But, you yeah. know, iron sharpens iron. And Thank when you're not you. sharpening, you're resting. Yeah. You know? So I just, so. I love Issa. So we just finished up our second season. So if you go on her um, YouTube channel, you'll see the No Madness Project season one from last year and season two. Um, season two is really cool. And I really love it because this year, what we did is while we were on our No Madness trips, we also interviewed our members that live in these countries. Oh, so awesome. in addition to seeing like what our experience was there, you were also able to have the opportunity to see what it's like being like a black traveler mm -hmm. or travel of color in wherever country we were. And mm -hmm. so it was a really powerful season. I feel like it. And um, and I can't wait to talk to them about season three because we're going to be remixing it with us not doing the trips anymore and going into events. So yeah. we'll come up with something great. I feel like going into the events, you'll have so many opportunities to do things. And because so people many. will be following, I mean, coming in just for the event, you, you need is a booth. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah. So you I'm know, excited. So. I'm excited for that. Um, and that's also, you know, one of my dreams has always been to have a television show. And the way that things are going right now it's just like digital, you know, everything is online. Digital is like the way to go. So I'm, I'm, I'm letting go of, uh, slowly but surely letting go of the having to be on a television channel like. network Absolutely. <laughs> or where it's located, you know, and really opening up to the idea of, you know, digital stuff. Like the, I'm like a, I literally just got Netflix yesterday after moving and I'm just like, Ooh, this is fun. <laughs> right. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested in what that is going to foster. And, um, and then our conference, we have our Yes, tell second, me about the conference. Yes, our second annual um, NMDN um, Alternative Travel Conference. Really, the 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 breath and like you know the birthplace of NMDN was NMDN stands is short for, it's nomadness, short for nomadness, right? Yes, gotcha. yes, very savvy. Most people don't get that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got to make sure that the Create Your Life Series fam that we really you yes, know, yes. Um, so the conference was really bred because we turned around and we were just like, yo, there's no conference in the United States that is directly targeting Absolutely. like diverse millennial travelers, like just not. You right. know, and going to so many of them, you know, the same way I bred No Madness because I couldn't find a community I identified with. I was like, well, I'm going to create a conference that we can identify when with. When is it? When's the it conference? It is Saturday, September 24th this year. Um, one day conference? It is a one-day conference. Okay. Our um, It's during the day while our anniversary party is that night. So we go from like, you know great and, you know, everybody's aware and, you know, cognizant and, you know, got their thinking caps on to like turn up at the night. Absolutely. <laughs> at the nighttime. But um, I'm really, 
I'm really, really excited for this year. And not just because, and we blew away last year. It was amazing. It How was many sold out. We had about 200 people last year and okay. we don't have it in a, um, it's not a conference that's done in like a, you know, hall or ballroom mm-hmm. at a hotel. We actually take an event space and we curate it from scratch. Nice. So you're brought into, you travel into our experience, experience. and we're doing that again this year. But what's so important to me about this year is a lot of the panels that we simply didn't have time for last year, we're bringing this year. So we have a panel on LGBTQ travel mm-hmm. because we do have that subset of a community with Absolutely. Absolutely. madness and Absolutely. we really appreciate them and they appreciate us giving them a safe space mm-hmm. um we have one of our keynotes is actually called travel wisdom for our members that are 50 plus okay. where they're going to be departing you know imparting their travel wisdom on what it's been like and what they've seen in the world over you know their decades traveling and mm-hmm. the whole theme of this year's conference is back to the future of travel yes. so we're really bridging like the millennial demographic generation mm-hmm. y with you know our older members that have this and really learning from one another because there's a lot that they can take from us. And um, given the recent shootings and a lot of the things that's been going on, we just literally within the last like couple weeks, we added a Black Lives Matter domestic and abroad um, panel. Yes. And we literally uprooted our entire schedule to make sure that we can have this because it's a conversation that we need to have around the world. It's a wake-up call when other countries start getting travel warnings about coming to the United States because they are aimlessly, we're killing black men left and right. Mm-hmm. And so... Black men and women. Yeah, when you sign up for the um, the STEP program, what mm-hmm. it does is if there's something going on in that country, it'll alert you via email. Yes. And now what's happening is other countries are getting those alerts about us. Okay. And so it's a time to really, I mean, it's it's past time for us to have an honest discourse with ourselves. But I think the travel conversation, because what's happening is as a traveler of color, Mm-hmm. you're talking about one of two things when you're abroad right now. You're either being questioned about Trump and what the hell is going on in the U.S. Reg- regards to that, or you're being, you know, asked about what is going on and why people of color are, you know, pretty much on the shooting block right now, right. you know, for no apparent reason. And so we need to have that conversation in a safe space. So I like the fact that No Madness is, uh, is socially conscious. Yeah. Um, that, that speaks a lot to, of course, your personal brand and what it is that you've been able to influence over 13,000 people, yeah. you know, um, in your group. My next next question about the conference, you guys have opportunities for entrepreneurs yes. to uh, to collaborate with you via your gift bags and things like that. Right. Tell some of the family about that. Maybe you can. Yeah. So we have, we actually have a roll call out right now for small businesses and we had an amazing grab like gift bag last year. So we have 300 bags in total, 150 for, um, for the conference. And then we have the rest of them going into the people that show up earlier mm-hmm. on time <laughs> to the anniversary <laughs> nice. party. <laughs> yeah. A little perk to get them in there, but it's really cool because if you're in this space, um, you know, if you're in New York or if you're a black woman of color, you know, it, it's our demographic is very specific and now's a way to kind of get your brand seen on a local scale, but with people that are internationally minded. Okay. And the thing about Nomadness is like, we really love the entrepreneurial end of things and we we promote and take care of our own, you know, like 90%, I think of our sponsors last year were people that were tribe members that had their own small business. So I'm really big on being able to promote that and push that forward. And it's even coming into a lot of the things I'm doing. I'm actually launching a um, an online course later on this year. Um, the website is called Face Your Brand. Yep. And that. yeah, so mm-hmm. Face Your Brand is like really dope. And it's my way to be 100% me and like really give back and take people on the journey of, you know, the skills that I've 
skills and tactics that I've learned over the years on what it's like being the face of your brand, you know, not hiding behind your logo right. or your name, but right. actually having like the balls to stand out in the forefront and, and, and rep it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, and there was no blueprint for me <laughs> when I was doing this. It was a lot of learning, you know, right. trial and error and still is. But, you know, it's, it's been an amazing experience and it's gratifying. It's okay. really gratifying. So somebody wants to get involved with No Madness, wants to join the tribe. Where do they go? They go to nomadnesstv.com okay. and click on the Newbie Bootcamp um, tab. And that's your entry in there. But you can follow us on social media across the board. It's all at No Madness Tribe. Right. If you're interested in following me, I'm at Evie Robbie um, across all platforms as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Evie, I want to say thank you so much for being here and being no a part problem. of this uh, interview and being with us to create your life series family. We are back and we just had the opportunity to interview Miss Evita Robinson. It's been a wonderful uh, day, wonderful Sunday, definitely insightful um, about travel and actually how she built the business from really finding a need to have a community of other people who have traveled so that she can have those conversations because she couldn't have them with, uh, with family and friends because people did, weren't able to relate when she came back to the, uh, to the States. So I want to give you some of the tips that she's actually given us. She said some of the essentials for you to have when you are on the road before even leaving for travel. Number one, to have some oregano oil which is actually what's going to help you to keep the pesticides down so that you don't uh, get the BGs. And if you don't know what the BGs are, those are the bubble guts. <laughs> you don't want those abroad. It's not fun. Especially if you're in places like when I was in Egypt, you know, uh, toilet paper could be few far in between. So unless you're rolling with the roll, it's an interesting lifestyle. Uh, the other thing is, is that you want to actually go and join the STEP program with the embassy, basically meaning that you're registering with the embassy so that then people can, that you get all the notifications of what's going on socially in different places so that you know whether or not, so that you know where you should be navigating to and where you shouldn't be. And number three, she said, travel health insurance, which is very, very important. She actually gave us some places that you can get travel health insurance as well, which is uh, STA Travel or HTH Worldwide, which is where she has hers. So of course, because she's the expert on traveling, then we're going to Definitely take a look at the HTH Worldwide uh, Traveling Health Insurance. Uh, and then she said, you know, I had to ask because all, I'm always trying to get on a flight and be somewhere else, especially for the holidays and, you know, just big days out here in the country. I asked her, where can we get some cheap flights from? Where's the best place for us to find those things so that we can get out and spread our wings and, you know, hopefully inspire some other people to, to create their lives and actually get out of their comfort zones? She said, theflightdeal.com. Uh, skyscanner.com. And she actually, Evita gave us a really cool tip about that is no matter what your budget is, you can go on skyscanner.com, type in your budget and just click anywhere and you will get a list, a tallied list of the places by, uh, by price and location according to what your budget is. So that was awesome. And then the last one was secretfly.com and the IT matrix. So. This is the Create Your Life series. I hope that you have enjoyed the show today. And as always, if you have any comments about the show, then, you know, add us on Instagram at CYL series. You also have the opportunity to always call in. And also, if you want us to cover a certain topic or anything like that, then contact us, uh, CYLS at Legacy Thinking Labs. It's been an amazing Sunday with you. Beautiful people. Stay blessed. <laughs>